Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at Target.com slash Circle Card. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. Scott Patterson. I am all in podcast, iHeartRadio. We are going to recap kiss and tell episode seven season one i am joined by the illustrious amy sugarman uh and that's uh riley and danielle are with us on board uh as well so i didn't like my acting in this episode i gotta be honest with you i didn't like it What? really i didn't i didn't um what did you think was wrong? I with don't know. It? I think it was just a little too angry a little over the top and oh. I, I you know i was still finding the character you know what i mean and I just, I just really, this is why I don't like to watch myself. And this was, it was, it was unpleasant for me last really? night. Really? Yeah. I didn't, you I were, just, you were particularly grumpy, but I, I didn't know. know. I didn't think it was over the top. It's always grumpy. something with this guy. Like, geez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good God. Well, you hate, you obviously hate Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't, yeah. You know, I don't know, but it's just. But maybe Dosi brings out that grouchiness in Luke. <sighs> 
maybe you played it right. I don't know. I don't think so. I th- I think there's another way to go. I got to be my own critic here. I I just I'm calling the acting police on myself. I did not like really? what I yeah. I didn't like what I did. I didn't like what I did. I didn't like I, what I did with Lauren either. Uh, at the table when I came. You mean to the, the scene we the scene we reenacted in the last like episode? I didn't like how I approached that scene. No, I I gotta call. I got to throw a flag on that one. I got to give myself a red card, like get off the pitch, you know? Wow. What did you think when Dosey, Taylor Dosey called you young man? I thought that was kind of interesting because he's definitely, didn't he know Luke's father maybe? And he's definitely holding that a little bit of authority. Did he say that early in the scene? Because maybe that's- In the opening scene. But he said it early in the scene because that would have paid me off, man. I'll tell you. Yeah, he says something, 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 young man. All right. Well, then good. Yeah, no, then I'm taking the red card back that's exactly the way i should have been thinking yeah very much. i felt i felt like dosi makes you grouchy yeah. and we know that heretofore is that the right way to say it forevermore you know he's coming into a, a space being disrespectful that's my dad's place you know it's like don't come in here shooting your mouth off like this and and you know pointing your finger and giving me what for that's right young man it's east <laughs> it's east coast you make a very salient point there. You make a very salient point. Yeah, all right, all right. I'm going to give myself a little break on the acting side there. All right, good. It was justified. You know, it's like we talked about this in the last episode with mm-hmm. George in that the same thing, it was jarring for you and George when Dean responded to Lorelai oh, in that yeah. scene. Yeah. And that both when Dosi called you young man and the scene where Dean pushes back, whoa, that was aggressive for a young teenager to say to Lorelai, is it my turn now? That was aggressive. But it feels like those were very specifically done in both cases for a reason. Setting the character up to fail. And I think I think that kiss was the first one. Like, whoa, that was not, I don't know if that you was You mean because he was so aggressive. Yes. He was so like, she didn't know what was coming. There was no buildup. It was like, which, which hand has the soda? Boom kiss. I was caught up in all of the young, the flush of young love and all those feelings and how you can't control them when you're that age. And, and here she is standing right before me and and she's so beautiful and sweet. And he just, I, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Right. I mean, who could resist, right? He just, he mm-hmm. gave her a little kiss. It was probably a little too long. Uh, but uh, <laughs> because it's Did, where we buy our food. My God. <laughs> no, still the best line. Did the kiss happen before you were ready for it? Essentially. Cause the kiss surprised me. I was like, it's, Whoa. it's supposed to. And I think that's the beauty of the writing. It, it, it gives you when, it, something when you least expect it. But it makes sense. If Dean was ballsy enough to do that kiss, he's ballsy enough to say to Lorelai, my turn now. It's it's really. Yeah, it's like, boy. And I started thinking right away. This is not the right guy for her. That is really. Yeah, that's like a city kid. That's a cocky city kid from Chicago who Who calls it pop. Yeah, he calls it pop. Right. <laughs> An aisle three kiss by he the rest. He drills a hole in a quarter and gives her a bracelet. You know, it's mm. like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's different. That's not, it was a quarter. I'm telling you, he drilled a hole in a quarter. And he I feel it. like Dean is totally the right guy for her, mm. for her first oh. boyfriend. Like, who do you want? Tristan? Tristan's a tool. <laughs> Granted, but. <laughs> but there was a reason that Lorelai 
gave him the speech. Mm-hmm. So she wouldn't have done that to a kid who she felt was, um, you know, a little more uh, suburban, mm. shall I say. Like more stars Halloween yeah. had been around for her that whole speech life. wouldn't have happened. That scene wouldn't have happened. That's why she had to do it. It's like, and that's why she kept saying she's not getting on your motorcycle. I don't mm. have a motorcycle. She's mm-hmm. not getting on your motorcycle. Like, do you know what, you know what I'm talking about, city kid, which means you are not going to sleep with my daughter. You're not going to knock up my daughter because that's, that's what that scene was about. I know what you're about. You're sexually aggressive. You kissed my daughter in the marketplace. You're, you know, a tall drink of water. You get, you, you get women, you women are, you, you know, these girls are throwing themselves all over you. I've already been through this. My daughter is not going. I brought her to this town to get away from that kind of garbage. You know, you're and not I don't know doing if Christopher that to my daughter. Had a motorcycle then, but he definitely has a motorcycle later. So mm-hmm. she's got a whole sensitivity. Yeah, motorcycle to dudes means with well, we know what it means. We got it. You know, remember when Suki and Lorelai are at your counter? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, that was like. Oh, and. Uh, what. Lauren, Lorelai, mm-hmm. has that line, he looks like Christopher. Mm-hmm. So she's completely in a dither mm-hmm. that Rory is going down the same path that she went down. And that was the look that she gave the two of them in the prior episode of the very last scene yep. of horror. Like, that's my life flashing before my eyes. I've done that. Yeah. My daughter's doing it now. Now we, now we understand it. The fear, like, oh, God. So let me ask you this. Hmm. Do you think that's why Rory doesn't tell Lorelai about the kiss for so long? Because Lorelai isn't reacting normally or or favorably about this? Well, I don't know. I mean, she, she's, she said she was kind of scared to tell her mom, right? Yeah. She didn't want to tell her yeah. mom. Well, and who wants to tell their mom? Even, even Rory and Lorelai. Who are best friends? Who wants to tell their mom? Is sixteen years old that big a deal? She's sixteen. She got kissed. That's a, that's a, that's a, no. I guess that's a big deal. Was that a big deal back then? Well, yeah. I mean, but she's the right age. She's not too young. I just think uh, you know. I mean, she called her a supermarket slut at the end of that really funny scene when they agreed. <sighs> when she calmed down and said, "Look, he's coming over, and this is how we're going to do it." And sorry, and all that. Right, right, right. Well, and then she slut. slipped more back into the lower light. We know that Rory knows. Right. It's almost like she's off kilter right. when she's getting weirded out. Right. But I, th- yeah, I think she's afraid that of, uh, it's a reputational thing. It's like, I know my mom is a little kind of a wild card sometime. My mom has mm-hmm. kind of a reputation. My mom can act a little crazy. Mm-hmm. I love my mom so much. Rory's much more comfortable with her mom flirting. Right. She was more comfortable with her flirting with right. the divorced dad at school right. and even Max Medina, dare I speak his name. She's she's accepted her eccentricities. She's accepted that yeah. she's she's not like the other moms, but she's my mom and I love her and she's pretty darn yeah. terrific. Um, very special relationship. We didn't even talk about this. How about the kiss happens? So she's talking about the cornstarch and how it's a good thickening material. <laughs> and then he's got the soda or the pop and yeah. the kiss happens. She says, Thank you and runs. Right. That was runs, 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 almost dies getting hit by the car. You knew that was coming. You knew that was coming. 
runs straight to lanes. Thank you. What a line. What a <laughs> great you. performance. Thank you. And she leaves. It was hysterical. You know, just a, oh my god, just such a, a vulnerable, sweet, innocent girl. I mean, but I yeah, for him. Look, look, it's inappropriate for him. Here I go. My my puritanical side's coming out. Um, it's like this kid from out of town who works that job. Go ahead and and kisses her in the marketplace at his job. And I mean, he didn't care who could have seen that. He just went ahead and planted it on. Wow. That's I didn't put, think you would have liked that, it. That puts Rory in a tough spot in that town. You know, that's that's a small I think town. It was, I think it was harmless, but I wouldn't think you would like it. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm the dad, right? Luke, let's say, let's, no, no, no. This is Luke talking now. You don't do that. You don't do that to my, my kid. Uh-uh. What would you have said to Dean? Uh-huh. I don't know if it would have been a con- much of a conversation. To be honest with you. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Even though I like him and I like I like Jared and I like his acting very much. The character. Let's be let's be clear here. It's 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 the character. I think Lorelai and I ha- if we were together at that time, I think we would have had some real arguments about allowing her to continue to see him. Oh. Whoa. Like he kissed her in the market. That's not what we do here. That was inappropriate. And then he's and then you told me about the movie night thing. And he said, now it's my turn to speak. I would have been like, wow, no, keep him. Yeah, away. He's a combination of sweet mm-hmm. and 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 brazen. Very Is that com- the right word? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh huh. I do love that she ran to lanes and said, I got kissed and I shoplifted. <laughs> Did she steal the cornstarch? No, she just didn't. She forgot it was in her hand. (laughs) Yeah, she ran with it. Yeah, I mean, breaking down Dean is an interesting thing because he is wholesome and sweet. And I don't think he's going to hurt her or break her heart. Oh, I do. It's an act. Oh, it's an act. I I think, I don't know. I just, this brazen, now can I I mean, compared to Tristan? Yeah. But to be, I, but I'm, here comes this word again, a little manipulative. If he's not backing down from Lorelai, the mama bear, who's letting him know, keep it in your pants with my daughter, or you're going to get thrown in the lake by the entire town. Watch it, pal. You know, that kind of thing. Don't mess with my girl. And he has enough confidence at 18 mm-hmm. years old to say, uh, uh, can I speak now? I mean, that's just like, I, that's I trouble like, with a capital T. Whoa. Trouble. That was. That sent out whoa. warning, warning alarms were going off. As soon as he said that, I went, uh-oh, trouble. This is bad. Right, because we know that's in there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so we're supposed to get that he is confident with a little bit of too much. Mm-hmm. Too much. Yep. But I still, you know, I like Dean. Mm. <laughs> mm. I think he's can't. Sweet. S- you guys can't see, but Scott's face is not saying the same thing that Riley and I are saying. We not, think not, he's sweet. Not, and Scott. Not a, not a suitable boy for Rory. Sorry. Who is then? Not suitable. Not that. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> Let's go backwards for a minute because there is a scene that we have not discussed that I thought was hands down the most relatable scene of all time. And it is when Lorelai 
is in the refrigerator with everything everywhere. And she is on the phone with the refrigerator people. Literally, I've I've never felt Lorelai so much when she's like making the noise of the refrigerator. Obviously the person on the phone can't help her. She's like, can you get me someone who can help me? Mm -hmm. And can you be here tomorrow at 8 a.m.? Because I have a job. And then she hangs up and they're coming on Monday between like literally three and eight. Like that is me with the cable people. Like Mm -hmm. when my direct TV goes down and I'm just beside myself, it was so relatable. Everyone has experienced that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I asked myself, how many times has that, particular company if they're local been talked to like that you know what i mean can you make the noise the refrigerator was making <laughs> how about you riley give it no to me. i i can't i'm not good at that i've tried i tried last night and it was just terrible i woke up my whole Try, please you guys <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a fly do it again riley sounds do like it a again. fly do it landing again. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a fly landing on your foot my favorite part is her telling Ask the other guy. He knows how it sounds. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The whole thing was so brilliant. Like, literally, that was my favorite scene. Yeah, because uh, she can't really tell her mom what happened to Dozies, right? When she's in that right. state and then she's to- And then I think yeah. Rory's like, oh, thank God. Right. Like, this is, I'm right. dodging the bullet because my mom's like literally losing yeah. her bleep yeah. over the yeah. broken refrigerator. Right. Can't, can't. And like Lorelai, after Lorelai says, I hate my life, like Rory's going to be like, oh, by the Mm -hmm, way, mm -hmm. I just kissed a dude. I just kissed a dude by the rat spray in aisle three of the market. The Chicago transplant just macked on my face. You know, (laughs) have a nice day, mom. (laughs) And then, of course, how about later when when Babette traps Dean? Like he's late for the movie and then they look out the window and he's totally stuck with more. Yeah, but okay, so, so there's there again, there's more warning signs coming from his behavior being trapped by Babette. He didn't look like he was having a good time. And when Maury said, Stay cool, kid, he was just like, Yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, because he wasn't. He's trapped by adults and he wants to get into the girl. So what? But be be polite about it. Be a nice guy. Scott, try there, to remember he, being a teenager. He's in a small town. He's supposed to be a smart city kid, right? It's like make friends. Go in there and make friends. He's trying to make friends, right? He's in that town. He's in the school system. And he's like, you know, he he's treating Maury and Babette, the next beloved next door neighbors, oh, like they're a nuisance. Oh, he just being a teenager. Stop it. You're being so tough on Dean. And Dean's like a little sweetheart. You're being so tough on him. He's still a teenager. He's trapped by two Let me tell like, you something. weird adults. I'm from Stars Hollow. I run a diner there. And people better treat my people well. <laughs> Who do you dislike more, Max Medina or Dean? Uh, Max Medina. Both. <laughs> I mean, to me, they're both. It's like it's like Max Dean Medina. Max Medina Dean. Dean Max Dean Medina Dean. You know what I mean? Medina. Dean Medina Dean. What's that tell you? What does that tell you? There is a possible mistake in this episode. Was this the episode where Dean says he has two sisters yes. and then we only meet one or like for the rest of forever, he only has one sister? Mm-hmm. Something it's a little like bit of a, yeah, it's, it's minor, but we should point it out. So what do you feel about this episode overall? My overall sense of it was that now I fully understand 
if I hadn't understood before and I have uh, and had uh, why people are so obsessed with this show. Because it's laugh out loud funny. It is at like numerous times. It's not just once. It's five, 10, 15 laugh out loud, 20 laugh out loud lines. They just keep coming. And that is, I really think all the, you know, that that's how life is. I mean, drama can be, I mean, it's, it's so good at depicting what people go through on a daily basis. Real people right. are going through on a daily basis and life is funny and it's tragic yeah. and it's hard. But man, yeah. there's always the laughs and people are all, I mean, that's what we do in here when things get tough. You know, there's always the laughs and the laughs yep. are huge, you know, and that's what this show is. It's real. Because everything has a is, laugh. Everything right. has a laugh. But that's how the, life from is. the refrigerator scene to the kiss to Mrs. Kim right. saying, that's where I buy my food. Like right. you can't kiss where I buy my right. food. And she All the way wrong. to No, I mean that was she hilarious. isn't wrong. That's why it's so funny, because she's right. It's like, do you want to go buy a head of lettuce when you've seen two people making out over it? No, you you move on. <laughs> it's contaminated at that point. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, and even the rocking chair, how it was like mm -hmm. bigger. Oh yeah, maybe now. it grew. And then she's when Lorelai obviously Lorelai's completely stunned mm -hmm. to find out that Rory's kissed somebody, and she leaves without the chair. And right. Mrs. Kim's like, "You you forgot the chair." Right, right, like, right, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, every the whole show. Now, would you consider it a comedy or a drama? It's a dramedy. Yeah, because there are times when you laugh from a dramatic situation and there are other times in the show when you can tell it's just it's a funny bit right yeah i mean it's both they give you both so and that, there are there are moments you know that some we haven't seen yet but where we will cry but it's not mm -hmm. like a show like parenthood or this is us where you're just bawling it's, and you have to take advil after you it's watch not it schmaltzy. You know, it's not it's not they're, lot, they're not laying it on thick they're just moving on from it. They're touching it. Yeah. It's the way, yeah. I mean, that's the lightness of the show. And, mm -hmm. you know, to get, to make it too heavy is just the wrong, that, that's not the show. Other shows do that very well. This is not the show that does that. It's like the heaviest situations are treated the lightest. The lightest situations are treated the heaviest. It's, 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 it's really quite, um, oh, and really, come on. Um <laughs> <laughs> and when, oh no! And oh, when no. Lorelai says, and when Lorelai <laughs> says to Babette, uh, after after uh, helping Dean escape, uh, what was Babette talking to her about? About she and when Lorelai said to her, uh, "Yeah, well, I gotta go now. I got I gotta get it inside and shower." <laughs> <laughs> I guess what was what was Pepin's? oh he's a cutie she, oh yes because oh, she's talking about and da, da, da. yeah and yes. it was kind of gross and Laurel <laughs> I gotta get inside really, it's so good <laughs> it's so good I love Pepin. <laughs>
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances. And the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, it's time for pop culture. The producers uh, tell me, and we'll find out, uh, that they have upped their game because they have listened to your comments your brilliant comments about how we should restructure pop culture section. So here we go. Riley, Danielle, Amy, welcome. Hello, hello, hello back. Uh, <laughs> what do you got here? I mean, we're flying by the seat of our pants. I don't even know. They're just springing this on me. We're going to check it out. We're going to try it. Let's see what happens. Go ahead, Riley. Yes. 
Yeah, so we have something a little new for you. We've, we've definitely heard the feedback and we want to make it as best as we can for you. So this is Riley. And this is Danielle. And these are the pop culture references. And we're all in. Oh. <laughs> all in. So let's go. So last week we reenacted a scene and Lorelai said, I was watching General Hospital the other day. And, you know, they have a new Lucky because the old Lucky went to go play something where he could actually have a real name. So there were actually three luckies. The role was originated by Jonathan Jackson in 1993, followed by Jacob Young and Greg Vaughn. Jackson returned to the role in 2009 and then left again in 2011 with a few later appearances in 2015. And in 2010, General Hospital was listed in the Guinness World Records as the longest running American soap opera in production. It has been on for over 58 years. Jesus. Also, Lucky is the son of Luke and Laura. Lucky is kidnapped and presumed dead in 1999 and returns brainwashed in 2000. <laughs> and in April 2021, it was announced Jonathan Jackson may return for another season. No. I know nothing. I, I, I know nothing about soap operas, but I am intrigued. I'm hooked. Yeah, well done. Is Jack Wagner uh, uh, on General Hospital or was he? He was. He was. I think he was, uh, John Stamos was Blackie. Who was Jack Wagner? Well, who was Jack Wagner? Was he Arnold, Arnold Palmer? Because he's a hell of a golfer. He's no, a but this was when Jack Wagner had his big song. Oh, he, Jack Wagner had a big song? Mm-hmm. Gosh. So Jack Wagner is the actor who has portrayed Frisco Jones on General Hospital. Frisco Jones at the T, teeing off. <laughs> All right, next up, Lorelai says this to Luke. Not going to lie about how good you look dressed as one of those guys from The Crucible. The Crucible is a 1996 film written by Arthur Miller, inspired by the Salem Witchcraft Trials. The original play was often banned in the 50s. It was written during McCarthyism to draw parallels between McCarthyism and the Salem Witchcraft Trials. Daniel Day-Lewis and Winona Ryder starred in this film, if you didn't know. Arthur Miller of the... Uh... The man who uh, married Marilyn Monroe. And maybe, I think maybe, I, I think she met him through the actor's studio because she entered the actor's studio in New York because she was actually quite a talented actress and she wanted to study with Lee Strasberg. And uh, she got out of Hollywood. I think she met Arthur Miller through the actor's studio and they they hit it off somehow um, and uh, got married. So Rory says to Lorelai, she lays the line down. She says, no James Dean jokes, no father with a shotgun stares, no Nancy Walker impressions. Nancy Walker was an American actress and comedian and known as Ida Morgenstern in Rhoda. For 20 years, Nancy was Rosie, the diner waitress in the commercials for the Bounty Paper Towels. Bounty, I think Bounty's the quicker picker-upper. Is, is that true? Am, am I, is that the matching the right? line with the right product i hope i hope i'm not going to get sued now by somebody who, who owns that <laughs> line <laughs> like another lawsuit so, it's all i need anyway. so rory says no james dean jokes so james dean is known for his role in rebel without a cause in 1955 he passed away in a car crash in 1955 but ironically little fun fact he was ticketed by the police two hours before he actually crashed another fun fact his two front teeth were fake, and this is my favorite reference because he was in Taylor Swift's song "Style." Hmm. You know that lyric, Scott? I I, I don't know Taylor Swift stuff uh, uh, at all. How dare you? I don't. He's got that James Dean daydream look yeah. in his eye. 
You know, I think the Eagles wrote a song about James Dean. It's called James Dean. James Dean. Anyway, so yeah, he was one of those iconic actors along with Marlon Brando and Montgomery Clift who came out of the actor studio in New York. And they were all methody guys, very petulant, very inner and very angry, troubled souls. Lorelai says, you can't watch Willy Wonka without massive amounts of junk food. So many people know Johnny Depp as the Willy Wonka in the film directed by Tim Burton, but the original starred Gene Wilder in 1971. Willy Wonka doesn't actually appear until halfway through the film. And the Chocolate River was actually made of real chocolate, water, and cream, so it spoiled fairly quickly and left a terrible smell. A third of the stuff in the chocolate room was actually edible. And Roald Dahl, author of the book, hated the final product, believing it was crummy. I have no knowledge of uh, Willy Wonka. I don't even think I've seen the movie, but I know that Gene Wilder was brilliant in Blazing Saddles. So Lorelai says, I'm going to be so cool in there, you're going to mistake me for Shaft. So Shaft is a film from 1971 starring Richard Roundtree. The movie was remade in 2019 featuring Samuel L. Jackson. And the, the Shaft soundtrack album was recorded by Isaac Hayes. And Shaft's mustache was a non-negotiable in the film. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Rory says to Lorelai, you're like a crazy Elsa Clench. Elsa was actually the host of CNN's Style with Elsa Clench. She made an appearance on The Bold and Beautiful in 1996, and she's still alive at 88 years old. So Babette says this about Dean. Oh, he's cute. And that Chuck Heston chin of his. So Chuck Heston, born as John Charles Heston, but famously known as Charlton Heston, has three different names, I guess. Um, he's famous for Planet of the Apes and Ben-Hur, for, and he was the former president of the Screen Actors Guild. He wore a hairpiece in every movie since 1972. He played Moses. In the ten, didn't, he was Moses in the Ten Commandments. That's what he's super famous for, right? I know him from Planet of the Apes. But, but okay, so I have a Chuck Heston story. You want to hear it? Give it. Of huh? course. Do we have time? So we do. I, I'm actually flying up to, to Toronto from LA to shoot my scenes in the pilot of Gilmore Girls. And it was the first time I was ever in first class. And Charlton Heston was sitting in the seat in front of me, and he could have taken up two seats because he is not overweight, but he's just a large large uh, mammal-like human being. I mean, he's just a very big guy. So when we landed, he got up and he has a little back issue, so he's a little hunched over. He's still huge. So we were all trying to get by him because he was taking so long and he had a lot of things, but we couldn't because he's too big. And he led us out of the gangway. He led us into these little skinny hallways at Toronto International Airport. And some guy turned around and said, do you realize that we are being led out of bondage by Charlton Heston as he parts the Red Sea. <laughs> it's like we were extras in the, in, the, in, the, in a modern version of Moses. Anyway, that's my little story. Thanks for enjoying it and laughing and paying attention. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Just because you've heard it before doesn't mean you can't fake. See, there's an acting aspect. You got you to gotta, you gotta pretend like you. it's the first time. It's the quality of the first time. That's the secret to acting. Even though you've done it and rehearsed it a million times, you've heard it a ball before, it's got to be like, wow, what a great story. How many Scott. takes would you do of a scene oh, in Gilmore? Oh, 30. Oh, 30. My. Yeah. And how many didn't have like a blooper? <laughs> most, like how many most, were good takes? We, yeah, well, I mean... Like 20 out of 30? Good, relatively speaking. No, no, if right. something 
was out of line or, or somebody caught a, a, a boom mic in the background at the very end. They couldn't use the take if it was a, a master shot, you know, so they had to just keep doing and doing and doing it. How much would you mess it up? How often? Like, give me a percentage mm. where you just like biffed your lines. Be honest. I didn't really biff my lines uh, after. Season six. <laughs> After the show was over, then I didn't bit any of my lines. <laughs> yeah, I nailed it in those four movies. Good job, Scott. No, no, I, I think the first couple of episodes, I think everybody was biffing their lines. Um, and then we just got better at it. We got used to it in the short-term memory. So it was those poor guest actors that just were like sweating stress. It's asking too much. It's yeah, asking sorry. a lot, man. I mean, they knew their lines. It wasn't a question of them not knowing their lines. It's the speed that was yeah. required that shocked them. And then they couldn't spit it out. And they just couldn't talk that fast. Trust so. me. I tell Riley and Danielle, say it like you're on Gilmore girls. Yeah. And it feels like it's in slow motion. Listen, compared. no matter what you do. And this is a great save, Amy, really a great save on your part, but I will never forget that you ignored my Chuck Aston story. And did not respond to it. <laughs> First of all, you've told me that story before. <laughs> it might've been my second time hearing. See, it. I know, Sorry, I know what's going on. You guys just like Scott loves Charlton. Heston. It's, it's one of the greatest stories in my quiver. And you guys were like texting. You weren't even. <laughs> you just, we were texting each other, going this one again. <laughs> we know it. He was on the plane. It was. It was Heston's a big dude. We get it. I guess it's one of those stories where you had to be there. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Dean says, God. "Rory, how much does it suck that they use Pink Moon in a Volkswagen commercial?" So Pink Moon is the third and final album by the English musician Nick Drake. There is actually no known video footage of Drake as an adult. He was only ever captured in still photos and in home videos. He Ooh. actually died in 1974 at the age of 26. Ooh. And the Volkswagen Bug was made famous by the film Herbie. I owned a Volkswagen Bug. It was the great when? car. Oh, God, back in 1980. Uh, we had one, I think, in the 70s. Great car. Small, but great car. Um, you know, why does everybody have a problem with musicians making money? I know when I was a kid, uh, you know, somebody sold out to a, a, a corporation and their music was in a commercial. We, you know, we would rebel. Yeah, that's. But it's just so naive. My God, I don't think anyone cares now. I don't. I think it's. I think it's considered idiotic if they don't. Taylor sell Swift out. is picking that cardigan out on the Capital One ads, and I'm right. totally fine. With yeah, it. and it's not. It's not really selling out. It's just like there's no money in music. You can't make money uh, selling records in Half music. Half the time, anymore. that's how we learn about a song. Yeah, exactly. Now. Yeah. All right. The last reference. Dean says. So, at what point does the outsider get to suggest a movie for, for movie night? Rory says, that depends. What movie are you thinking of? Whoa. Dean says, I don't know. Boogie Nights, maybe. Uh, Rory goes, you'll never get it past Lorelai. Because there's like nudity. Uh, what? There's more than nudity? Are you yeah, kidding like, me? Can you imagine Dean and Rory are watching Boogie Nights with Lorelai? Oh, I, can, I cringe. God. I cringe. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I don't know if I'm ever going to go on another rant. But if I were to go on another rant, like a Scott Cohen-like rant, I might rant it up for Dean and the Boogie Nights. You are not Team Dean right now. I will say that. I'm not. I Look, I've been very complimentary of Jared and his skills as a yeah. young actor. But that character, Mr. Chicago Sharpie guy kissing in the market and now watching Boogie Nights. And telling Lorelai, uh, now is it my turn to speak? I mean, what, what, 
What balls I just on this don't kid. think you're going to be fair to Jess because you're going to be Jess biased because he's your relative. So we'll see. We'll just wait and see. Because there, Jess had some. He he wasn't perfect. I'm I'm going to tell you something that uh, one of the most famous boxing referees tells his uh, world championship contenders when he gets in the ring with him. He says, "I want you to listen to all my commands. I'm firm, but I'm fair." So we need to dive into the Marky Mark reference. So Marky Mark, for those that don't know, is Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was in a hip hop group in ni- uh, that was formed in 1991 called the Funky Bunch. He later went on to play Renaissance Man and his first starring role in Fear. Mm. Random fun fact about Mark Wahlberg. He has a third nipple. And you can actually see that third nipple in Fear. What? But even I've crazier, it. I've seen it. There is one other celebrity that tops him. Excuse me. With four nipples. What did you just say? Can you guess who it is? What's going on here? What celebrity has four nipples? I don't know the answer to this, but I've got my Google fingers ready. You will never believe it. Are you ready? <sighs> Give us a hint. Give us a hint. See if we can guess. Um, he is also referenced in a Taylor Swift song. James uh, Dean? Taylor Lautner. Drum roll, please. Ooh. Harry Styles what? has four nipples. <laughs> Google it. Oh, my God. Really? And then last fun fact about Mark Wahlberg. Um, he started a burger chain called the Wahlburgers oh, yeah. with his brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. This is worth the Google, guys. It is. And we're listening. Where yeah. are the other two nipples? Kind of below and to the side. And that's it for Pop Culture References. My God. Vastly improved, but we need everyone to email us and let us know if we're nailing it now. Yeah, they will. You don't need to tell yeah. them. They'll, they, they'll, <laughs> they don't need to be prompted. <laughs> it's like a tsunami of emails every right, week. While you're at it, let us know everything else you look at. But we, you know, we need them. We do appreciate it. A few people still say the timeline is screwy. Nobody can get the timeline straight. And here's what I've come to terms with. It is still a TV show and the timeline is not perfect. There are some flaws in the timeline. You're referring to what? How nobody can quite know what age you met Rory and Lorelai, because there's another reference where Rory acknowledges she's known you all her life. So it's very. I'm going with my truth. My truth is my truth. You know, so. It's gotten me in a lot of trouble, so maybe I shouldn't, but that's what I'm going to go with. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. 
It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024. And we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother or, in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm so ready with my favorite lines. I have so many from this episode. Yeah, how do you pick? We should. I've said them all, but I still think I got kissed and shoplifted. And then, of course, Mrs. Kim. Oh, my God. At the grocery store where we buy our food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the entire refrigerator conversation with the guy on the phone is just everything um it's just like all right who's who's gonna start off uh riley what's your favorite line of the episode my favorite line is from lorelei when they're talking about the kiss and they see dean in the grocery store and she says that must have been some backbender that kiss (laughs) backbender yeah oh my god Uh, i think my favorite is I got kissed and I shoplifted because it made me laugh so much. But everything Lorelai said to the mm-hmm, guy, the mm-hmm. refrigerator repairman on the phone, right. it is, I, I could just listen to it all day. So uh, this was tough for me because there was so many, there's always so many great lines and it's hard to just pick one, but you got to pick one. So for me, it was the reference to uh, um, Magnolia. Uh, when Rory said, my mother, uh, when we, when we were in the movie theater, my mother was screaming, I want my life back. 
<laughs> three hours. I mean, it's just it's 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 Amy's way of you know slamming what she considers to be a pretentious film. That it's like, what are you doing here, man? It's like frogs. It's raining frogs. Okay, like what's happening? Here? It's like, is somebody trying to entertain me with this? Stuff? I never what's understood happening? anything of that movie. But it's a, it's a style of filmmaking. It's a type of director, writer, director, and you know sometimes they get it really right, and and sometimes it, you know it it it's it's a fine line between being ex- profound and pretentious, you know, and and I don't know. I like the film, but I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> to reference it in that way. Oh my God. It's like Amy gets to slam the things that she finds obnoxious throughout the seven years. And I find those really satisfying and very funny. But that that's a funny line. Screaming, I want my life back while you're watching <laughs> Magnolia. It's really funny. Uh, so that's mine. And I think it's the best one. So there you go. Before we start talking about Love and War and Snow, because that's next week. So Genji Cohen? Is mm-hmm. the writer of Kiss and Tell? Yeah. I never realized she wrote on Gilmore. She's the genius writer of Orange is the New Black and Weeds. Telling you, they, they, the talent coming out of the writer's room was uh, second to none. You know, they had. That's probably why Kiss and Tell was so hilarious, also, because Weeds and Orange is the New Black are comedies, mm-hmm. but they're drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got a murderer's row of writers on that staff, so it's it's uh, wow, just such enjoyable, so enjoyable. I'm actually going to watch it uh, today again. I'm going to watch Kiss and Tell again because I enjoyed it so much. And now I get I to, it now I times. get to rewatch them because I've seen them once, and now I can you know because I'm getting so much like a fan. You know what I mean? I'm starting to get obsessed. So Kiss and Tell is the first episode that Genji Cohen wrote. Mm -hmm. And it totally makes sense to me because it's filled with humor and snark and everything that is her tone. And I think that's why, you know, other than when the Paladinos write it, it's like, Mm -hmm. I love the way she writes. Yeah. We have to get some writers on here. We we have to talk to these writers. Definitely. We have to talk to these people. Um, Well, we have a big surprise coming soon. So I don't want to spoil it yet. Oh, really? Be ready. Yep, be ready. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Like in the next couple weeks. Okay. All right. Good job. Uh, I hope you learn to like Dean a little bit better than you do right now. It's uh, it's not going well for him in, <laughs> in Luke's mind. Not... I have a bad feeling. Somebody warned us on the Instagram that next week you may have a fit because I think there's something coming with Max. I'm a little nervous Listen, for you. Dean cooked his own goose. He kissed her in public. He uh <laughs> he he went toe to toe with Lorelai and then he mentioned but- boogie nights to Rory. He's a manipulator. He's corrupting her. I'm not having it. I'm sorry. I've I'm afraid a- we may need a therapist no, next week. It's if not- what I think is it's not about Dean. It's about Max. You better get those don't get me a therapist. You get those two bodyguards. I'm coming at him. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what it's all about. I got well, Jersey coming at him. You don't do that. You don't do that stuff. No, no, you no. You better text text me after you watch uh the next episode so I know I can prepare myself uh, for your state yeah, of mind. Uh, the therapy's gonna be in the, the exercise I get. Therapist line one. Be ready. <laughs> it's not about that. It's not about Bye that. guys. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, scottyp.com. Grade one specialty coffee. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.